podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Yo guys, what's going on? Welcome to Stretford Paddock. I am Adam McCullough. He is Joel Smith. We are back for another Champions League preview. And in the Champions League, we're not doing too badly. We are sitting first. So I suppose this is a good time to have the Champions League back in our lives, given the fact that we all feel down in the dumps, doom and gloom, depressed. Whatever you want to call it, we feel it right now after the weekend, um, especially in the manner that Manchester United lost against Arsenal. Um, and we will briefly go over that, but we are looking forward to the Champions League game. And right now, it's 100% record in a Champions League It's almost as baby. though there's two different Uniteds to support. There's the Premier League United, which we hate, which we pretend isn't happening, which we ignore. And then there's the Champions League United where we're like, this is our tournament to lose, lads, at this point. <laughs> We've started that well. 5-0 against Leipzig, beating PSG away and, and I think you know, controlling the game for large parts of the game. It's almost like you have to separate your brain into two different football fans, which obviously you can't do. But it's, it's strange that the way the outlooks on the season on the, on the two different fronts are at the minute and how contrasting they are. Something that I don't know if I've ever seen as a United fan where we've started so uh, you know, impressive, impressively in, in the Champions League and so shambolically in the Premier League. It's almost like I don't know whether to be happy, whether to be, well, separate it and think of this as a separate thing or whether it's all just one and... I'm sort of in the middle somewhere. It's, it's weird, isn't it? It's, I've never really experienced this before. It is, it is weird, but I think it ultimately points to the problems that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer maybe has mm. in that when we are expected to get a result, when we are going into a game confident that we're actually going to win, we very rarely do. It's normally when mm. we're going into games thinking, we're worried about this one. This mm. one's a bit dangerous and we set up that way and then we'll get a result because of it. And it, it, it does feel like he's got a problem dealing with the expectation and, and the consistency yeah. required because a club like Manchester United. Every game before the, 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 the match we do on the watch line, we obviously do like score predictions and stuff. And it seems like every time that Steve expects us to win, we lose. And every time we play against someone good, like he just said, and he expects us to lose like he did against Leipzig, like he did against PSG, we are best suited to overcome the odds and... Maybe I see. I don't think it was just counterattack against those teams. I don't think it was. No, that. I don't think that. But either, it, it's, it's almost as though the mentality. teams where the yeah exactly where we're sort of like these got to the Champions League semi final last year. These got to the Champions League final last year. Actually, we've got really good players, and when they play like they're playing against other good players, they look really good. Mm. Um, and I, I almost have more worries about this Istanbul game or these next two Istanbul games because obviously you play them back to back than I do against Leipzig next time or against PSG next time because I think. Maybe we're going to go into this thinking, this is our game to win. We need to win this. We need to push. We need to build the tempo ourselves. We need to control this game. And that's where, if they just sit back deep, we are going to struggle against them. Mm. I, I hear you. But I also feel, like you were just saying, you look at it almost as, as two different seasons. But the reason we do that is because there's such a s small sample size of both. It's early in the season for both. There's still, you know there's still a part of you that could look at the league campaign and think, well, actually, it's not as bad. You know, it, mm. it, it, it's got time to get better. And there's still time for it to get worse in the Champions League, if you get yeah, the point yeah, yeah. I'm trying to make. We're not make. through in the Champions yeah, League yeah, yeah. and we're not relegated in the Premier League. Like, there's still time yeah. for either of them to change. Uh, yeah. um, but the frustrating thing is, when you start a league, like, I feel like a one of those spoiled kids at the moment that just hasn't got their 
way so I don't want to be a part of any of it with the league I just feel like fuck it all up you came in today you came into the office laid down on the table and said I hate football I don't want to watch it anymore so I could I, I <laughs> so I know exactly you're not supposed to tell people that, that. Well, that's the feeling though. I think a lot of United fans, you're like, what is the point in this? Especially with no fans in the stadium. You're like, you don't really get that full experience anyway. And we're sort of leaning towards this and, and watching and hoping to get our mood for the whole week set, like given to us by this team. And it's just, you can't rely on it at the moment. But I mean, that's been the case for a long time, hasn't it? But yeah, I, I know what you mean. I know we're here to talk about Leipzig, but I wasn't with you for the game against Istanbul. Arsenal. Uh, sorry, against Istanbul. Um, I wasn't with you for the game against Arsenal. Mm. We're looking at the five games on the on the screen there, the the form. That was our first defeat in five games. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, we had defeats before that. Devil's advocate, it's not my opinion before people kill me at home. Are we overreacting to that defeat against Arsenal? I think the thing you have to think... What's the sentence? The thing you have to think with watching football and watching a manager and watching a squad develop and in theory progress and improve is you have to take a step back and look at the overalls of things now if you want to look down the side of the way that Ole is running the club as a manager I think there are a lot of things to enjoy I think you know you look at the players in the squad I think most of them are much more likeable than they were 18 months ago I think we play a lot more of an attacking style of play we score more games in uh, more goals in more games than we used to we have more four goal games more five goal games than we have done at any time under Alec, uh, since Alex Ferguson so on that side of things, I like, I like our transfer policy a bit more. I'm un I was disappointed with who we ended up getting in the end, but I think there seems to be a methodology to things now. So that side of things has definitely improved. But this inconsistency on the pitch has been the only consistent thing about our time after, after Ferguson. And that has carried on under Ole. The highs are a bit higher, but the lows aren't much higher. Do you know what I mean? It's like... Mm. Yes, we go on these great runs. Yes, we're currently actually on a 10-game winning streak away from home, which is the longest in the club's history. We're still on that run. And yet our home form is the worst it's been since we were relegated 38 years ago. So that's the thing. The consistency is the thing that, that is so difficult to get your head around. It's so hard to grasp because there were, game, there were times yesterday where it looked like we were clueless tactically man for man they weren't making runs they weren't making space they weren't coming to the ball it was let's stand behind our marker wait for the ball to get passed back to the goalie we'll chip it up to Rashford Rob Holding beats him in the air because he beats him in the air and it looked like the players were like well what do we do mm -hmm. and then other times we defend brilliantly against PSG last ditch tackles last ditch blocks great interplay playing it out even against Newcastle there were some lovely breaks of play that was a couple of games ago so it's the consistency that's hard to get your head around and it almost gives you this futile feeling of thinking, I can't even trust when we're good because we can be bad the next game and then good the game after that. It doesn't seem as though there's any like, like I can't, I can't believe what I'm seeing almost because mm. it, it never follows through and it never continues in that vein. Mm. The big, biggest disappointment for me from that Arsenal game was the amount of respect we showed to an Arsenal side that came into the game sitting around 15th, 16th mm. in the shots shots had no. in the table and I felt like we, we almost set up like we were playing an invincible Arsenal side mm. rather than an Arsenal side that that is feeling a little bit sorry for themselves had an Aubameyang that hadn't scored in a while Lacazette that isn't performing all these players yes they had a, a Thomas Party who I thought was outstanding mm. but we he's a defensive like we set up to almost like accommodate mm. the way they were playing and it was so easy for them. Um, I thought Ali and Solskjaer got it wrong. Yeah. 
incredibly wrong. I thought he got it bang on against Leipzig, bang on against PSG. But in the home games against Chelsea and Arsenal, he got it wrong. He's gone too defensive at home in games he should be winning. Given the onus to the opposition, given the momentum to the opposition, allowed them to grow in confidence. And the incredible thing is this is an Arsenal side that wouldn't have scored if we didn't give him a penalty. Yeah. There was never a point in that game where I felt, oh, fuck, there was Arsenal one time, are going to score. You know where they have us on the yeah, ropes? They pulled it back. Lacazette was waiting yeah, in the box. Lindelof got the ball away. First half. That was it. Yeah, first half. But besides that, there weren't... Maybe second but yet, half, but we weren't really creating chances. No. Um, it was often a pass to Luke Shaw across into the box. Maguire heads it down. Mm. That was it. Yeah. And you've got to show more than that. And I'm not saying we don't play football under him because we've seen at times we do... Mm. But it's the inconsistency of that. And I agreed with, with what Roy Keane said, but I also agreed with what Tim Cahill said. Like, I agreed with Roy Keane that you don't need... Like, Roy Keane didn't need a leader or a mm. manager to inspire him. I understood that. But that we didn't... I, I find it very lazy when people go to, he don't care. Mm. Oh, he's, he, no passion. It's not fighting for the badge. I find it such lazy analysis because there's usually other reasons in there. And I thought the reason we lost that game against Arsenal, actually, it wasn't because people didn't care. Rashford and Greenwood care. Mm. They were isolated out of the game. Bruno cares. Mm. He was poor. Pogba was poor. McTominay and Fred, they care. They were mm. poor. Like these players care, but they were poor on the day. And I feel the setup allowed him and he didn't change it. Yeah. He didn't. There was a moment in that game where I said, take off one of Fred or McTominay or even Pogbrief or Bruno because they all were playing badly. Take one of them off, put Cavani on through the middle, Rashford Greenwood out wide, Bruno would be all right. And let's go for it. Like, Mm. why are we playing into it? It didn't make sense. And we had the options there. And that's the frustrating thing. We had the options there. It's almost as though the Tottenham match has made him think, you know what? We can't have that again. Let's set up a bit defensively. Let's set up to not lose and then mm. we'll try and win, especially at home. Um, and also, I almost think like... One of then the you have to be organised to do that. Yeah, of course. And you have to have patterns of how you're going to get out of yeah. those positions. Yeah, when, you know you're, I mean? when you're pressed back. And like when that. we... It wasn't a diamond. We had Fred and McTominay and then we had like Pogba and Bruno. Mm. It was it was weird. Sometimes Bruno was through the middle as a nine and Rashford and Green. It was weird. It didn't work. He got it wrong. And it's the... Oh, the team played well against Newcastle. So I'll play them against Chelsea. Mm. Oh, we use a diamond against Leipzig. So I'll use that against... It, that's incredibly naive for me. Mm. Um, and it, it tells me that we're trying to fall upon something rather than it's a plan. Because yeah. over the last week, I saw th- a three centre-backs, back five, whatever you want to call it, against PSG. A different thing against against Chelsea, different against Leipzig. He was changing it around in the games. And I was thinking, fucking hell, this mm. is good. Got a bit of movement here in, like, in terms and of And he's tactics. a bit flexible. Yeah. But then he didn't show that against... No. So it was frustrating for me. Look, we're here to talk about the Istanbul game yeah. anyway. So let's get stuck into it. United are top of the group with six mm. points. Three points clear of PSG and Leipzig. They said it was the group of death. We've started off well. We also have the best goal difference. Seven goals scored, one conceded. Complete contrast to us in the league. That's a six-plus goal difference. We know a win in this game pretty much puts us through. We're close to going through. through, but yeah, y- we should go We'd through. have to fall apart yeah, from there on out. Incredibly badly. Um, and it's a huge game in itself. Will we see a slightly different team 
to the team we saw against Arsenal? I'm thinking so. I reckon that I think Oli wants to rest a couple of players. I can't imagine Paul Pogba starts that game. Um, I think he was poor again. He wasn't the only one who was poor, but he was one of the people who was poor. And there's been a lot mentioned about his fitness and the <coughs> excuse me, the coronavirus stuff. That's a cough. Um, but there's been a lot mentioned about him and his performances this season. And again, he hasn't lived up, lived up to what we expect from him. I find it very lazy though, because yesterday I, I kind of got annoyed. Uh, I kind of read into the title again, which is my own fault, I suppose. Mm. I did what people do and we hate people doing that. Like I seen Steve's fan game, he was like, Pogba was awful. And I sat there thinking to myself, are we doing this again? It's like, mm. it happens to Marshall. He won't score a game. And I've had people saying he's shit all of a sudden. Well, and we miss him when he's not in that number nine position. And sorry, like, I'll let you finish, but I'm Pogba. And this isn't me defending him. He was awful against, against Arsenal. But Fred was awful. Mm-hmm. McTominay was awful. Bruno was awful. So why is it always just about Paul Pogba? I think there's a couple of reasons it why, it's, why it's just about Paul Pogba. One of which is, and as much as you hate it, and as much as whatever, he's meant to be one of the talismen of, or, or so the talisman of Man United. Yeah, of course. So he, is Rashford. Well, I haven't finished my point yet. But but so are they. Yeah, but this season, Bruno has got eight, four goals, four assists. Rashford has got seven goals, two assists. Paul Pogba has been shocking every time he's played. Unless, he been unless he's come on off the bench. He hasn't been shocking every time he's played. He was poor against Crystal Palace. He was poor against You said Brighton. every time he's played? Unless he's come off the bench is what I said. Okay. Yeah. Un- unless he's come on as a sub and had a cameo where he's looked excellent. So what's yesterday? The is reason we lost yesterday, well, against Arsenal, sorry to say, yeah. yesterday. It was down to Paul Pogba. It was down to Paul Pogba. It was down to Bruno no, Fernandes and Fred and McTominay. It was down to... All right, then. Here's the because thing. That's, that's why I, I hate people overlook. Like, but, no, it's it a was, systems it was a game. As well. it, was, it was the tactics. Ole didn't adapt. Ole set, up in, set us up in a way that didn't allow us to defend properly. Pogba was almost a left therefore, winger. we couldn't get out. I, I think the tactics were poor from Solskjaer and he didn't adapt it, like you said. But when you talk about... So then we can use the tactics to excuse... Rashford being poor and quiet throughout the whole game. Yeah. Mason Greenwood being poor and quiet throughout the whole game. McTominay not being able to pass wind. Fred giving the ball away left, right. Yeah. So we, we excuse all these things mm-hmm. when the manager gets it wrong. But poor Pogba still has to perform despite but, the but, fact that the manager set him up wrong and he was on the left wing. But first of all, we're not excusing the rest of them. But we have. But what you we also, literally but are. What no, we're not. We just said Fred was shit. McTominay was shit. Rashford but didn't do anything. But it's always a... Oh, Pogba needs dropped now. But it's, always, no, but it's always more, I'm not going to say aggressive or vicious because I don't think you'll be in that. But when it comes to Pogba or Marshall, mm-hmm. it's always a little bit something extra with the way that people, the narrative is. But I think the difference It's is, always the end of the world when well, it comes yeah, to them. I'm not saying that, am I? I think the difference with Paul Pogba is he's not been good when he started a match at all this okay, season. So let me exaggerate a point to make a point. That's the difference. When Paul Pogba had that season when he was a player of the year for United. Yeah, I agree with you. No one ever said when he had a bad game after that. He was fucking mint last year. It was always, the- again, again, it was always all the way over the top. Mm. Whereas Bruno can have a bad runner games mm-hmm. now. And it's, well, he was mint last year. It's Bruno. But the thing is... Pogba never afforded them same luxuries. I did afford him those luxuries. I did afford him those luxuries. I'm not one who's been saying we should get rid of Pogba for two years. I think he was player of the year when Luke Shaw won it. I think it was ridiculous that Luke Shaw won it. Paul Pogba got 10 plus goals, 10 plus assists that season and was the main reason we had that great run when Ole first came in. I agree with you. I haven't been saying how shit he's been for two years. I've been saying he has been shit this season every single time he started a match. Agree. And because of that... You've got to think: Is it right to start him in the in the next match? Or you know, th- this is the thing I've been. Sa- I was but saying if we to- had them standards for everybody, yeah, 
not just Paul Pogba, nobody would be starting, bruv. And this is the thing, like, we always have these standards for Marshall and Pogba, but they go missing when it's McTominay and Rashford. Well, that was the standard for Maguire. That was the standard for yeah. Maguire. You want a Maguire drop yeah, against but Newcastle. Was he? No. Exactly. Like, yeah, but Paul it's, Paul always Paul, it's always Paul Pogba's fault when well, Pogba other people think the, the place out. Pogba played in against Arsenal. It wasn't dropped I against think it, Arsenal. I think we... People like to make Pogba the problem. I agree. He's not the problem. He's not the problem. He's not the problem, but he is at the moment a problem. He played badly against Arsenal, by the way. I'm not defending his performance against Arsenal. But I watched that game and I didn't particularly think, Jesus, he's fucking awful. What he did do that stood out, obviously, was give the penalty away, which gave them the goal and they won the game. Give the penalty away, innit? And that's one of those things where it just turns the light straight on him. Because otherwise, mm. he could have got away with, he was a bit shit, but the whole midfield was shit. Like, however you want to say it. When you go, he was a bit shit, bang, and he gave he the penalty away. He lost us the game. I'm not saying... But we wouldn't have won that game. I'm not... Yeah, without that's that why point. I haven't mentioned the penalty until now. I'm just saying it focuses on him, maybe in an unfair way. But... He was poor. He has been poor every time he started. And maybe just let him play a few more games coming off the bench when he's looked good. Allow him to look good for a little bit, get a bit of confidence back. Because mm. I don't know him. I'm not exactly sure what's wrong with him. Is he still a bit unfit? Has he still got some coronavirus symptoms that we don't know about? Is, is he just you know mentally a bit all over the place because he's not had a preseason? Is he? I don't think the coronavirus can be used be. as an excuse anymore. Well, um, maybe. Yeah, but and I don't think the team as a whole can really use preseason as an excuse anymore. We've had a lot of time, a lot of games now. And we should be getting closer to where we need to yeah. be. And look, if Pogba don't start the next game, he don't deserve to start the next game. Mm. I understand. I know I'm going to get people saying, oh, Adam, you're always defending Paul Pogba. But there's always nuance when it comes to mm. other people. There's never nuance when it comes to Marshall or Pogba. And people might think, oh, Adam, you're only saying that because of your best favourite players. All right, cool. They're my, they are my favourite players. But I love Rashford too. Mm -hmm. But I also see nuance when people discuss Rashford. They also give him a, a day off. Mm. They let him have it, but other people, but is, they're not allowed to. There is still the... Harry Maguire costs £9 million less than Paul Pogba. £9 million less but he's been, than he's Paul Pogba. He's had so Pogba. much stick this season, Maguire. £9 million pounds less than Paul Pogba. He doesn't get nowhere near the same kind of levels of stick not over as, the years as, as he Paul Pogba does. Not over the and years, Paul Pogba, right. off the pitch, twice the person. Except when he's saying, I he probably play for Real Madrid He probably deserves... Day. He probably deserves to be treated better than, than any of these players. As a man, I think he's a... He, he, like, every, but you know every what single the point I'm trying to make is, But he does do the off-the-field things yeah, where you yeah, go, yeah, why, you, why are you flirting with other teams? He does do that, which, which is something that if you want the fans but again, to that, turn on you, that's, that's one of the, the biggest things you can do. Again, that doesn't change the way someone should critique a game, though. No, I agree. I agree. Do you know what I mean? And I don't think I'm doing that, but I, I know your point, and I'm I'm try I try to take that into account. But he has been poor this season. Yeah, he has. Yeah. And I don't think anyone's denying that. But he's also played well recently. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And it's like good against Leipzig. Good. Against I think people PSG. just they they afford other people allowances that they don't for certain other men, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that sometimes comes down to being homegrown. Um, a lot of it comes down to they just don't like people. But it's just, I just find it, I just hate lazy fucking analysis as well. Like, we don't care, no passion. Because normally, these players do care. Mm. You think these like don't care about fucking going out there and stinking the place out or not performing well. Um, but I genuinely feel that Arsenal game was down to tactics. Yeah, I agree. Um, this game, Van der Beek, mm. does his start. I think he, he touched the ball in Arsenal's box more than any of our other players. Um, and he was only on for like 15 minutes. 
Um, I would start him, yeah. I think he's every time... Ahead of who or where would you start him? Well, you can look at that midfield and like you said, all of them deserve to be dropped or all of them deserve criticism or whatever, but that's not going to happen because you can't drop everyone because, you know, we ain't got that many players. I think we'll see Van der Beek in there. Um, but it just, it depends, doesn't it? It depends how he wants to do it because he seems to like Fred and McTominay in these games. He seems to like that industriousness of them. He, he, he hasn't really fancied that Matic, Pogba, Bruno triangle that we saw so effectively at the end of last season. He hasn't really fancied that this season. So what do I expect him to do? He's, he's probably dropped Pogba because he's been willing to do that so far this season. I think he'll probably drop Mata. I think he'll resort to a bit more of a industrious, hard-working midfield with Van der Beek and uh, a couple of others in there. But it, it's, it's hard to know, isn't it? It's hard to know what he's going to do. I, I think for Van der Beek's sake, we talked about it in the last preview, that uh, I don't buy into this whole, oh, it's unfair on him, I feel sorry for him. He's, he's just moved to the club two months ago. Like, mm. Let's calm down a little bit. But hadn't, I think hadn't played since March. Exactly. Their Eredivisie didn't come back after after coronavirus, did it? The, the Ajax was just awarded the league, I think. So he's not really had many games in the last 10 months or eight months. So yeah, fair enough. Um, but I think he'll play in this game. And I think he's the sort of player that he can do a little bit of what Bruno does and a little bit of what Pogba does and a little bit of what Matic does. He is that all-rounder that you can plug into any hole in that midfield and he can do the job. So yeah, I expect him to play. Mm. I, I want to see him play. And I actually think Pogba will start this game but won't start Everton. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Um, uh, <clears throat> I hate seeing McTominay and Fred both start. <laughs> both start. Does it remind you of the, no, the doldrums last season? I don't hate them starting. Like, I don't mind if one of them starts. Yeah. Both of them, it just fucking kills me, man. But it shows you why we need a proper holding midfielder. No seeing one Thomas Partey tear it up for Arsenal like that. Like, I said in the summer we needed Thomas Partey. Mm -hmm. Man, like, it stops you having to play. I know we had our nanny next to him, but if we have Thomas Partey, you don't have to play Fred and oh, McTominay. We've got five players as good or better than El Nanny. No, but you know what exactly. I mean? You, don't have to play. Yeah, yeah. you play Partey, you can play probably Bruno and Pogba. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they don't have to, Pogba's not dilly-dallying on it. And that's the thing, if we had a 27-year-old <laughs> Emmanuel Matic, we could do the same thing. Mm -hmm. We need a player who likes to sit deep, who... It's not just tackling. It's not just getting in the way of the ball. It's never losing possession when they have it. It's rotating possession. It's turning the right way and passing it the right way. Sideways, 10-yard passes, but never losing possession, never putting pressure on your defence that doesn't need to be there and always being in the right position. That's what you need from that player. You know, Thomas Partey, he was good and he was... But he, he wasn't like slide tackle, slide tackle, slide tackle. It was like just marshalling that midfield so well. And yeah, we, we do need someone to do that from deep. Um, Edinson Cavani... Um he was criticised by Roy Keane a little bit, which I found well, for his warm-up, which which I found a little bit weird. Um, he said he didn't really look like <laughs> a player that wanted to come onto the pitch when he was warming up before the game. Um, typical Roy Keane, I guess. I know, M Anyone Mystic Roy, get it. getting in the head of the people who are warming. He's not ready to come on. Why not? He just don't look at it, does he? Look yeah, at him. Anyone can get it. Um, <laughs> and were you surprised to see Cavani not start or not used more in that game? And do you think this is the game he'll make his first start? I think he will make his first start. Are we at home? What? No, it's away, isn't it? It's away first and then home next. Um, I think he will make his first start uh, because I'm expecting... I don't know. I'd, I think he might is what it is. I actually don't think he will start. I would start him, but I, I don't think start. he will start. Because Martial... Martial's available. And, and I think we missed him against Arsenal. I think we missed being able to play two wingers either side of a striker, which we just can't do with Martial out. And obviously Cavani isn't fit to start matches in the Premier League. Um, I think it would be a good game for Cavani to start in terms of building his fitness up. But Martial's got to start. Although he is back against Everton. So if you want to give him a rest, which... It, 
I mean, not that he needs it, but do you know what I mean? If he wants to think, well, he's definitely starting against Everton, so I might start Cavani in this game. We may see that, but I personally think we'll see Martial and we won't see Cavani. But, you know, he's a different type of player. And, and the reason I don't think he helped against Arsenal is because we were bringing on a player who relies on chances being created for him and he puts them in the net. We brought him on in a game where we weren't making any chances. At least Martial and Greenwood, whilst they're not poachers, they're not going to be in the box, they're not going to win headers. At least they can stand a man up on the edge of the box, go one way, smack it in. Whereas you're not going to, you're not going to get that, that from Cavani. We missed what people underrate from Martial a lot is when you drop a little bit deep mm -hmm. or, and hold the ball, <coughs> allowing others. How many times yeah. do you see Bruno work off Marshall, Rashford working off, yeah. like coming into those pockets in and around him and popping the ball? And they love doing that, and, and we miss that. Yeah. And what Martial does really well as well is he wins fouls from his centre-backs. Mm. So if he's backing into holding, he will make it so that if he gets that ball, he has to foul me first. Like Gabriel, I thought it was a foul at the time when he went through Rashford yeah. in the first half, but Martial wins the foul because yeah, yeah. he, he's, he's more physical. Yeah. Um, you briefly mentioned you don't think Cavani is going to mm -hmm. start. So what is your 11? Um, Segway. Get, get it up on the screen there. Uh, here's my 11. I think we'll see De Gea again. It just seems as though... Like we saw almost last season. I looked at that hair thing and I thought that was me and golf for Did a bit. <laughs> Very similar. Similar hair. White facial guy hair. with a beard. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. Speaks great Spanish. Um, I think we'll see the hair because it looks Mrs. like Misses one just... Eurovision. Did she? No. Congratulations. No, Asia vision. Um, well, that'd be good though. Does that exist? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't um, I think we'll see him because he just plays every match, doesn't he? So, you know, I feel a bit bad for Henderson, but... You gotta win your place. Um, Wambasaka, I think we'll see Twanzebe come back. Yep. Um, we don't. Again, Maguire, if he's fit, unless he's injured against PSG, I think he plays every game again. Do you agree with me that Lindelof has been better than Maguire in recent weeks? I, I, I think Lindelof has been a lot better than he has been. I think they've actually both been good. Newcastle onwards. I think they were good yesterday. I but think they were good the reason Chelsea, I said that, I'm not trying to compare yeah, them yeah. both. But you've picked Maguire. Yeah. Well, I picked Maguire because I, I think Solskjaer Maguire will pick he's Maguire because he's captain. Will. Yeah. But. If Maguire had the armband, Lindelof all day. Well, I, I honestly think that they've both been good since, since the top. Yeah, so do I. But yeah. Lindelof's been class. Yeah, maybe. Stepping out from the back and, as well. And good passing as well. But yeah, I think Maguire will play. Uh, and Shaw, obviously, Tellus has <sighs> just been in the training ground today for 15 minutes and pissed off again. Um, I'm gonna, I've am i gone Matic and Fred because, like you said, I don't want to see McTominay and Fred start every game because it just makes me feel a bit like what we're doing here. Even though, you started Matic. Even though Matic is a bit... Yeah, but he doesn't lose the ball. Dad. He rotates possession. Yeah, he's his dad, but he's got a bit of skill. Got a bit of touch. Um, and I think he brings the ball out better. Even though he's slow and he's a bit all over the place, I think Matic and Fred works quite nicely. Then I've gone Dan James, um, oh. Bruno Fernandes, Rashford and Martial. I think we'll see Martial. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we... Maybe saw Cavani and Martial as a split striker and give Rashford a rest because he got battered a bit against Arsenal, didn't he? There's a couple of times he's down holding his back, looks a bit injured. But I think we're going to see a bit of a rotation and I'm going with Dan James in there. You don't like that, do you? What, what's upsetting you about what you see in there? James. <laughs> James sure. who? Dan James. Maguire. You're right, Adam. We're shitting it. <laughs> no, we're not shit. We're quite good, actually. What's my team? I haven't got my phone here, so I've forgotten it. There you go. Is that I mean, it? you got Tellers on there and he's got COVID, so I reckon we might not see that. I've this started. is Adam's dream team. I've had the exclusive look at his, his COVID results. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on then. Me and goal. Yeah. Okay, David De Gea. Haven't got my readers on. 
my nan used to say. Um, Wambasaka, Axel, 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 Axel. Look good. Axel. Go on. Axel. 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 And then I'd be the echo. You're the you're my backing. Yeah. That's not giggity. Um Lindelof. Alex Tellish. Mm-hmm. You know what annoys me? That Tellers ain't gonna play because he's got COVID. Yeah, that. <laughs> Then I've got Matic Pogba Bruno because I think he'll mm. go super uber defensive Old against school. Everton. 28, 2019, 2020 style. 2019 thing with the front three as well. Mm, the balls. 2019 thing. Oh, look at that front six. Marshall, Rashford, Greenwood. We've got Rashford and Marshall and Fred. <laughs> Fred's not playing. Yeah, so that's... The, it's, it's... Why don't you like that either? You're so nervous and stressed I, and not upset, gonna... aren't you? Do you know what? I'm just sick of it, you know. What are you sick of? Sick of the false dawns, the hope, the misery. We sign players that we think are amazing and then the shit. Like who? We turn them to shit. Like who? There's loads of them. <laughs> Schneiderlin. Yeah. Schweinsteiger. Oh. Like, we even fucking punish Schweinsteiger. Imagine that. Di Maria, who Manchester United since Fergie punished Bastian Schweinsteiger. One of the best professionals of all time. Punished him. Made him train with the reserves. Memphis. Falcao. We're fucked. Like, when Fergie left, if we said, oh, we're going to get Sanchez and Slatan and Pogba and Di Maria and Falcao and... I'd have been like, how many European Cups are we winning there? Yeah, all of them. <laughs> Don't need anyone else. That's it. That's all. <laughs> Oh. Instead, we've got Ed Woodward and his merry men. Fellaini. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is our manager. All due respect, but yeah. to even have made that decision is a mistake in itself. Even if he goes on to win the Champions League, that decision being made was a bad decision. Time was a bad, it, was a, it was a decision made by a club that was saying to us, we are doing our due diligence. We are doing our research. We are going to interview people. And then we gave it out again, like a fucking Willy Wonka's golden ticket when we give it to fucking David Moyes. Yeah, but you saw Ole Gunnar Solskjaer had, had been in bed for 12 years up until the point uh, where we came to him and he was like, Grandpa Joe in bed over in Mulder. He hasn't walked in 10 years since he was in Cardiff. And things didn't go well for him. So he went, you know what? I'm going to bed. And then the, one sniff of that golden ticket, it was up like a shot dancing around the bedroom again. All the family, they can feed them. Straight in the gates of Willy Wonka and Ed Woodward. I need to just get back on the 21 is coming bandwagon. Yeah, exactly. Need, he was so confident. I need everyone at We're home. still going to win it the Champions League. Happen. Here's still a question happen. for you, Adam. Would you take finishing 17th place but winning the Champions League this season? Bro, just, uh, I'd take finishing 17th place if we won a game. <laughs> <laughs> just one more win, I'll take it. Anything. You would though, wouldn't you? You'd take the Champions yeah, League at 17. People that. were saying I'd be it. unbearable. As I love well. it. Oh. I would be champions of Europe. Best team we in Europe. Best team in Europe. And it does matter <laughs> when people say, like, oh well, we'll have to win the Champions League to qualify for it next year. Like winning it's a punishment. It, like winning it isn't the thing we're going for here. Not like, oh no, we'll qualify for it by winning it. Like, no, the winning it's the good bit. Who cares about qualifying next year if we've won it this year? Yeah, because hopefully the players would be so fucked off winning it mm. that they won't be able to perform in it next year. So that's what we're going to have to do then. Win the Champions League, finish 17th. I still hate football. Mm. No, it is. Especially when you've got 
These men don't even have a shot on target, bro. And we let them come to Old Trafford and we pulled our panties down this for them. I hate to say it, Adam, but this is the best six-year preview. You still, you still turned up by the Arsenal match, aren't you? He's turned himself inside out. Fucking bastards. And I have since ever. Should we talk a bit about uh, Istanbul Beşiktaş? Yeah, they got Raphael. They have got Raphael. Can we talk about him? Yeah, we'll talk a bit about him. What's it your favourite Raphael memory? The one where he smacked in the was it against, against Liverpool? Won it? Oh no, the, the Liverpool, Liverpool goal. That one. He had a great goal against QPR as well. Yeah, he did. But the one against Liverpool. Did we lose the game against Liverpool? No, we won. Well, it go. was 2012-13. Uh, Van, was it before Van Persie's penalty or after Van Persie's penalty, Jay? Raphael's goal at Anfield. Was it 1-1 that goal or 2-1? Because they went ahead. Yeah, it, I think it made mm. it 1-1. Raphael did anyway. But yeah, that's that's my favourite memory. He's running back to the halfway mm. line. It's all, it's also, there's also that picture from that game where he's just taking on everyone. Yeah, great. That's my favourite memory of his. Yeah, I love Rafa. But my next favorite one is when he scores six own goals on purpose on, on Wednesday. So we win. There was a d- well, I remember when we played, was it Fenerbahce? And we all wanted Van Persie to score. Mm. Same with David. When we played against AC Milan, we were like, oh, go on, David, have a goal. <laughs> the other week we played Derby. Rooney had that free kick. We are like, you know what? In a way, I wish we'd have conceded that. He deserved that. I no, celebrated. He scored 250 goals for us. We don't need to give him three ones. I celebrated ones. Van Persie's goal. Like, we had scored when he scored. His first You're a disgrace. <laughs> You're a turncoat and a disgrace. Like, oh, Robin that, that's treason. That is treason, that is. But few people around me Celebrating the, the destruction of our own Can we monarchy. just bring Danny Welbeck back? Uh, Istanbul are currently seventh in the Super League. They've won three wins on the They got Denver Bar. Ten points. To, uh, sorry, ten points, three wins, one draw, one loss. That's not bad, is it? Three losses even. That is bad, actually. Um, Denver Bar, he was good at Chelsea. Wasn't he good at Newcastle? What's your favourite Denver Bar memory? Just, I don't know, it's not a specific memory, but do you know when he first turned up at Newcastle and it was just like, oh, this guy's really good. Was it him or Cissé that scored that goal at Chelsea? Cissé. The one the, like that. The outside the foot curler. That was Cissé. Denver Bar scored when Gerard slipped. My favourite memory. Oh, of course, that's a favourite memory. I didn't think of it. Because I'm thinking of Newcastle, Denver Bar. I loved it when Denver Bar turned Jared up at Newcastle. Jared, I fucked it up again. Jared, I fucked it up again. Now you're going to believe us. He's happy again now, isn't he? Now you're going to believe we're gonna win the league. Champions League. <laughs> We're gonna win the Champions League. Champions League. We're go- <laughs> We've won We've it four times. Here, we? We've won it four times. Where's the final this year? Istanbul. In it. No, it's not. I think it is. Uh, you can't sing that because then that sounds like a Liverpool song if you sing that. I think it's in Istanbul, isn't it? Anyway, Nasa Chadley also plays for them, formerly of West Bromwich Albion, your home team. Oh, you know, I thought you were a West Brom fan. Fuck off. Oh, sorry. My local team. Who is your local I, team? I, I was born and raised in West Philadelphia. <laughs> in West Bromwich Albion, <laughs> born and raised. No, I was born and raised in Lazelle slash Aston. The, the Lazelle's Lizards. B19. All day. Is that your Tinder bio? Shout out again. <laughs> Um, no, nah, serious. L O Z on the map. I'll put it on the map. Right. Put it. It's in Istanbul. I knew it was. What is in Istanbul? The final. This is season. It? Istanbul. The final. What's happened to his head? Finally, in, the chance for but us. But then, oh, if we win the Imagine, Champions League, our song is going to sound like their song. No, that's good. It's like you usurping them, isn't it? No, because they've got six, you 
fucking... Yeah, but we ignore that. Yeah, that's good. That. They haven't really, have they? They haven't got six. Can I get some sanitizer for that hand, please? I only put it on my bum. The whole hand? Just that side. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, um, thank you for tuning in to... What was this? The Arsenal moan? Yeah, you still grieving and venting about Arsenal is what this was. It's meant to be fucking the hate Arsenal. What's your prediction for the Arsenal Istanbul I game? Fucking hate them from school days. Rude versus Armory. Keane versus Vieira. Oh, Rude versus Keane. Ah! That's my least favourite. Score prediction for the game yeah. on Wednesday? 4 0. Oh, yeah, I agree. But I'm going to go 3 0 instead. <laughs> Right, that's going to be all from us. Adam McCullough, he's got all his hate out about Arsenal. Get your score prediction in the comments. No, Let us know whether you think him. our teams are going to be the right one. Let us know if you think Alex Tellers is going to play like Adam does. Uh, he's lost his mind, bless him. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you in a bit. Sports Social Podcast Network.